Hello, my friend. What's going on, man? Episode seven. You already know. Literally, with Ken and Carl. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's just us. That's right. Yep. So what's new, man? Uh, let's see. Um, we uh, we hadn't talked about the table in in a couple of uh, episodes, um, and I meant to last week because right. you were really really cool and brought something, <clears throat> and it's a little Darth Vader here, a little pop. Now, I I had the the Wolverine on the table here the yeah. other day, right? Yeah. And I had it still in the box. Mm-hmm. As you guys have seen with a lot of different things that I have, I'm not one of those keep it in the box kind of collectors. Right. I, I don't even really consider myself a collector, even though I'm kind of bordering on hoarding at this point. Mm-hmm. But the reason I don't want things to stay in the box See, I didn't even know it did that. I didn't even know. I'm glad I got one. I'm glad I I got one. I'm glad of it. Because I am searching for Palpatine. I I would have missed that. I mean, that is dope as shit, dude. It is. It is. That is cool as fuck. It so is. That's now a permanent set piece for, for our podcast. That's I'll, right. I'll end up even when we're in the studio downstairs and we've got all that cool shit going on. I'll be switching props out. I'll try to keep the backgrounds looking right. kind of cool and, and different. But that's now staying. That is now a permanent fucking fixture. That That is so fucking cool. So I brought Ray out just because, you know, balance. Yeah. yeah. Had had to kind of, you know, so we got a little bit of Star Wars going on. I, I don't know. I think. You know the arc reactor and and this is my friends but i do have my own mm-hmm. i think the arc reactor is probably going to be one of those things that ends up being a permanent of just because i fucking dig looking at it kept spidey got got some monster stuff going on right and uh i'm starting to collect some cool 5950 hats from uh uh new era so figured i'd, I'd kind of talk about the table just a little bit um because that is that is really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just another hobby, and at the same time, it's just another extension of things that you like. You know, like me, I'm I too, and I am a Star Wars fan. Like me, I just want to have like really like a collection of like the villains, like all the villains who really like through just the just in superheroes, all that like who really kind of turned you know that whole universe upside down with that being Marvel, Star Wars. Um, even DC in general, like you know, because like oh, really? I want to get one. It's like you got the Joker. I mean, you have like say you got Vader, you got Maul, you have Palpatine, you got Thanos. You know, even you know future Galactus. But anyway, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but in general, and those guys, they all are even though they're different universes, but still, they all played their part in you know in villain being a villain. But most of those those villains. They all have a particular reason of why they do what they do. They're just not some, oh, I just want to see the whole world destroyed. No, there's something that made them become who they are. And that's like the thing I like about it. And at the same time, there's something that society, we should question in general when somebody goes off the whim or goes crazy or like, oh, my God, they're just crazy. Oh, no, we, we have a special guest. Come on in. Oh. Oh. 
Oh, here's Tango. And yeah, coming in to say hello. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, wow. oh shit, I, I believe uh, someone has a birthday coming up. Oh, shit. Okay, you need to Tango. Thank you, baby. Damn it. I love you, kid. Thank you. Love you. I appreciate that. And, and, and You're very damn welcome. you, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You get that door? Cool. Got it. You know, like you're gonna start making me cry like my like my great grandfather. Just ah! I'm I'm not singing, and and there's two reasons why. One, because mm-hmm. fuck you, and and two because I think it's like copyright, and somebody owns the copyright to that. So if if we sang it, we'd owe them money or some bullshit. That's really? why they don't sing it on TV. You can't sing. They, they sing different versions of Happy Happy Birthday. You can't. That's the reason. But you why can't they go. sing that particular tune. It's copyright written and apparently it was one of those like michael jackson used to buy up a lot of different copyrights oh, to man. old old songs oh man you know college college songs and stuff like fight songs and stuff oh, God. Yeah. but happy birthday my friend uh it's coming up in a couple days by the time we release this it'll it'll already have happened yeah i appreciate this and yes i'm going to eat this and by the way for y'all right there there you go you already know i will yeah. be eating this it's yeah. awesome. So, kind of derailed our uh, our thought process, but I I, I wanted to uh, to definitely take a moment. Those are chocolate cupcakes with a peanut butter whipped icing. Oh man, that's really fucking good. Ooh, I, peanut butter. If peanut butter was a woman, I'd be going down to her right now. <laughs> that's just how much I love peanut butter. That's right. I mean, I mean, I've always been that way. You ask anybody, my sister, my mom, peanut butter. It's peanut butter and chicken. And and yeah. I, I can say this: not many people get my wife's cupcakes, especially people at work. Yeah, I mean, hey, here cupcakes. They bring all the They've boys. They've had to some do. cookies. Yeah, they, the cookies. They haven't had cupcakes. The cookies. The cookies are the. Sh- the cookies are the shit. Yeah. I'm I just one. I'm putting it out there. They're the shit. The chocolate chip and Heath. I, I want the recipe, but you know, I mean, I just. They're good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you and I were talking last night um, about another comedian that is kind of going through the cancel culture um yeah you i mean with that, i mean, i don't have chris crystalia yeah, yeah his last name was yeah. Like, yeah um and he's got a special out on netflix no pain um in that <laughs> in that netflix special he even mentions kind of cancel culture and and mm-hmm. the fact that um he uh he won't take his penis out anymore like even to pee, he just pisses his pants. It's uh, he'd rather that than you know. But, but and and what's going on? I guess we should kind of their allegations um, that look like they have some pretty solid evidence. Oh, um, there's a lot more allegations. <laughs> um, that he has been a sexual predator. He's been stalking really young girls in some cases underage. Um, and, and I, I, you know, stalking can kind of bring up a, a certain kind of image in your mind. It's, it's more that he would reach out to mm-hmm. young looking girls, mm-hmm. um, through social media. Yeah. Um, and send them instant messages about, you know, 
wanting to hook up with them and and you know different things like that and yeah it from and i haven't seen everything i i kind of was google searching some stuff so that i could kind of get a little more informed about it but that's when i kind of told you about it yeah um you know it did appear that if he found out that they were underage he would stop communication right um so i don't know if more information is going to come out later that you know that's different i i don't know just from what i was i was looking at it did appear that he wasn't trying to date anyone that was underage Mm -hmm. but my issue with it is why are you searching out 19 year olds or 20 year olds i don't understand when when you're in your mid to late 30s and i'm not saying that that age is everything and and there can be relationships where you know one person is you know much older than the other yeah and it can work yeah but i would like to think that it would happen because it happened not because you were seeking out the first 19 year old that clicked with you so you had to just run through a bunch of 19 year olds to find one yeah that works that just seems inherently creepy to me and you know i i've had my niece who might not be happy about me talking about this but um she's a very attractive young lady and and when we were playing heavy metal shows um here in atlanta mm-hmm. uh, my niece and nephew uh would come out occasionally okay um even when they were you know 16 and and 18 you know uh they'd come into some of the clubs and just have to have that big x on of your hands yeah. and you can yeah. you done security and stuff so um but they would come see the shows and there was one particular night and my my niece was 18 i believe and or 17 i'm not sure 18 no no no. she was 18 or 19 i she was she was legal okay okay but a friend of a friend um was hitting on her Mm. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to say I was being overprotective, you know, right. it's, it's really none of my business. She, as a legal adult, is able to do whatever she wants to do. It. I'm just going to say I'm going to be overprotective anyway. I right, love her right, and I want to protect her and I know there are a lot of creepy people out there. Yeah. And and so I don't want anything to happen to her. But. And, and there was the extra of the guy knows it's my niece and you're doing this kind of in front of me, so to speak. I, I got really I can't upset. Blame you. And, and I guess part of the reason why it bothered me was what do they really have in common? He's 38. No, maybe he was 35, somewhere in there. Right, right. It's not like he can take her to bars or any places, nightclubs that he would want to hang out with his friends. Right. Like it it just, it, so it bothered me on so many different levels that I ended up threatening him on the phone. I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's one thing to sit there and not know, 
but it's one thing to do know and still choose to do something you know that's that's where it goes okay look you know this is my niece you 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 know and i know for one how old you are and how old she is and then at the same time even if she was older and still within that 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 age range where it's like okay cool you guys could date still you know how he is ultimately with women so mm-hmm. you're gonna be like yo no i'm gonna put my foot down but as far as in that is just to know and know that hey she's at this age and you're still trying and then at the same time you're gonna have the nerve to do it you know around me and then think it's cool you know nah, nah it's not cool and you know i think there's another level that that people that are are i guess really involved in the uh, the real kind of backbone to a me too movement not the ancillary people that are just looking to get people canceled and looking to feel powerful because you know they can shut somebody's whole life down um but there's an honesty behind the original me too movement of trying to protect women and and give women a voice right right so um it's it's also about the fact that you have fame and and you're using that in a way to manipulate right. young women right. into relationships. Yeah, that you know they. I don't know. It's I, I think so. There's a there's a large part of that that's the issue. You know, I, I think Whitney Cummings. You know, he was he was on um, Whitney this Cummings sitcom, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, you know, she's had to post, yeah. you know, denouncing that. Yeah, and, I mean, of course. I mean, I mean, I would, I mean, and, and you have to look at it from her, her, her standpoint, like you're on my show. I mean, it's not only being you looked at individually, but now I have to, you know, kind of look at, you know, wow, how did I get this person on my show? Now it's going to make me look bad because you're on my show. And it's kind of like, I have to do, I have to take some kind of action, you know, just, just on her part. Mm-hmm. I mean, which anybody would do. I mean, in general, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, like you said, it's, it's all about for when people misuse the platforms that they have or that they made for themselves and they think they can do just anything. I mean, in these last, what, five or six years, I mean, you have celebrities getting hit for doing certain things. I mean, look at uh, Harvey Weinstein, look mm-hmm. at Bill Cosby, um, look at Kevin Spacey. But in general, look at all these people, you know? I mm-hmm. mean, once again, like, I mean, you it, there has to be some kind of accountability for what you do. And right. that's just any, any form of just entertainment of celebrities. I mean, there, there's something where you have to go, hey, okay, it's, it's you can either use your platform to help benefit people and, I mean, promote other people or in just, it just in general just still sell your brand or you can use it for which is wrong. I mean, it's just try to misuse women or another person. At what point during a culture like this do you jump in front of something? So I guess what I mean by that is I'm going to pretend that I'm a famous comedian or a famous actor and I'm doing some weird stuff, some stuff that's going to get me canceled if it gets out. Right. 
don't know, maybe stop doing it and come out and say, I'm part of the problem. And I know at some point I, I'm, I'm going to cross lines or I'm going to, and I've got to stop myself now. Right. You know, these are the things that I'm vowing now to stop these things. Not because somebody's found out about it, but because I truly see that it's wrong. Right. I mean, even in that, I would. I mean, because this stuff's gonna come out. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's whatever you do in the dark, it comes to light eventually in some form or fashion. That's just the way it is. It's also biblical, folks. But um, <laughs> I mean, in general, I mean, but it's 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 life within itself. You know, you you can't keep doing certain things with in, in general not thinking that you're not going to you know that it's not going to show it's going to show it's going to show i i think um you, know, you still got to be accountable for what you do even though you come out and say hey i've done this you know i mean you have to kind of take what comes with that even there being a form of punishment for it you know mm-hmm. i mean for so long we've seen so many celebrities sit back and they're not gonna you know they Act like they did never did anything wrong or anything like that and it's kind of like and especially it's, the, it's not the ones that you that you see but it's the ones that you know like wow i used to watch them all the time i never thought they would be like this uh, you, you know, know I, I mean i think for me personally and i know there there are stand-ups that have said that they they could have seen it joe rogan had heard stories about it when he was on news radio mm-hmm. but Bill Cosby is the one that still depresses the shit out of me. Man, you know, it's just, it's the most unfortunate somebody who did so fucking much. I'm, I, I like, oh, it's why I have my feelings on this. Why? Because it's partly like for one it's like, if he did do these things, if, I'm just saying because at the end of the day, I really want to sit down and ask Bill for myself because isn't, isn't he currently incarcerated re- for these things? Regardless, I think it's safe to say it's re- past allegations. Regardless, at this point. regardless, look here of all the women, especially one of them was like Slash from Guns N' Roses. That one went, when she got up there and said that he did such and such. I said bullshit. She's too fucking ugly. Now. If it was Felicia Rashad, <laughs> if it was Felicia Rashad, if she got up there, Bill, you did it. Bill, you did it. Are you going to take a chance that Ahmad Rashad is going to come after you? Look here. Look, regardless, Felicia Rashad is a very beautiful woman. She is. She is. She was married to Ahmad Rashad at look the time. Look here. If I'm Bill and I get, I'm get, i getting money in the streets like that, I'm going to try. I'm going to go look there, Felicia. Let me give you something that's going to make you smile. I'm going to give you the pudding pop. <laughs> Now, in general, now, now when he tries to talk on the phone to Camille, Camille, could you get me out of here? Every time I go around, they're always trying to reach around and touch my brown. And all I do is frown. Mm. You know, but in general, I, it's like, I don't want to believe it. But I have to take it in for what it is. Right. Because in general, I was one of the ones who watched the Cosby show just like everybody else. You know, and then at the same time, he always gives you that father figure. That everybody gather around and look at the kids. Let me tell you about education and all this. And now he's like, let me tell you how to pop a pill. Bill, no. You know, 
I still, in general, far as in far as in comedy wise, I still respect Bill. You know, on that level, and it's a lot of a lot of people need to look at. Not only these are just the celebrities that have actually been caught. They're not looking at the fact of, regardless, right or wrong. There's something that everybody does to kind of. They do something that's beyond, you know. Everybody has skeletons. They all have skeletons. Everybody has skeletons. They all have them. Look at Harvey Weinstein. You want to be a star, don't you? You know, in general. Mm -hmm. But they're just the ones who've gotten caught, you know. And and at the same time, this is another thing that a lot of people don't understand. When it comes to a certain level of fame or a certain level of just being into a different lifestyle as far as in with the money, you as an individual have to say, I can't hang over here anymore, or I can't involve myself with this type of the type of people, or talk to this type of woman or male or whoever, because now you're actually one step away from being someone else's, you know, come up far as in money wise, right? Because you can be at the wrong place at the wrong time, and we've seen that with certain people, them just being in the wrong place has cost them so much mm-hmm. you know and then at a certain standpoint now even are you talking if, like george michael in the public bathroom yeah but you gotta have faith you know just <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> or wham you know yeah, wham. <laughs> really yeah. but in general you have to look at these things as as you become something you have to go okay I can't be over here anymore. Or I can't associate myself over here anymore. And it's not that the fact that you, that you're not trying to be a different person, but the fact of it is you have to protect everything that you work for, you know? And that's why some people like some celebrities, they don't, you're not, they're never going to get married. Some of them will never, ever get married because the fact of in general, they've worked so hard to get this, this big income that they got. And someone could come along and play that role. Like they really do like them, really do care about them. And all of a sudden go, you know, Things are not working out. I want a divorce. Now you're walking away with half. That's that's what a prenup is for. Yeah. Got to have a prenup. Prenups, but some people, no, I believe in love. Get that okay. shit signed. Yeah. You Especially know. if, you know. And if, now now Bill Cosby's got a prenup. Come on, please sign away that you don't touch my ass. Please. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a restraining order. That's different. You can't, way, you can't get one of those when you're in prison. Look, either way, someone tell my wife Camille... Give me some help. Shit. <laughs> but in general, I mean, these are the things you have to think about far as in just your everyday and how you encounter people when you got a different level of money, when you got a different level of doing things. And if you have a platform, you have to be careful about the way you move and, and how you operate. I mean, it's just that's just the game now. Yeah. I mean, especially now, you have to be so careful with just the way you say things and how you approach people. You know, like you said, the <clears throat> Me Too movement, you know, even Terry Crews is sitting up there crying one day. Big Z is so the producer touched my nuts. And even the judge was like, the judge was like, you're a big man. Why didn't you just push him off? And he was like, he looked in, in the camera like, like, I'm like, I was like, I was thinking the same thing. Finally, someone thinks like me, like, like, well, I'm going to sit here. I'm not going to feel sorry for this man. You are almost like you're 250 plus dude. You could have knocked the shit out of him if you wanted to. Yeah. I mean, he could have, um, how would that help his career? Look here, if but you need if, that money. If you're disrespecting somebody, 
even a prime example, even where Will Smith was sitting there taking pictures and a guy walks up and gives him like uh, 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 tries to give him a kiss. He pushes him down and slaps the shit out of him. I mean, and then guess what? You didn't you heard about it. But guess what? Nothing happened to Will because it showed in the camera. You did step in his personal space. Right. You know, in general. So I kind of got to go with that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I can see that. I mean, but there's, there's, but, but this, like I said, this is just something that finally within the last five or six years is being brought into like, you know, at one point, I believe it was, uh, Corey Feldman, I believe who said years ago that was talking about these things in Hollywood and it was saying like, yo, he knew all the people Mm -hmm. and they were like, can you say, he was like, no, I, I, I want to say, but at the same time, I just want some money to be guaranteed that I could walk away from from whatever I'm doing for the rest of my life because once I put this out here I'm going to be blackballed mm-hmm. yeah and and it's true it's true I mean even him speaking about it he, they they kind of kind of shied away from him a little bit but you know and this is something that people don't understand that you look at some of these child stars and you wonder why they're so crazy they're so messed up I mean Hollywood takes a toll on people mm-hmm. you know within itself i mean and, and there's this there's, there's a lot of skeletons within that you know it's not an easy business it's not you know they you you want to be a star you know <laughs> that's what they do i mean i mean but my thing is if it's 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 time to just not say hey it's you it's time to go after everybody on every scale because there's no one that's better than the other person it's right. not but if you're going to fix it, fix the problem from the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Once again, America needs to be restructured. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I uh, I had noticed episode five. My sister had made a comment. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a little unhappy that I had called her an asshole. Oh, even uh, though over the course of this podcast, I kind of proved that I was right. Um, so I thought maybe we could uh, we could do more story time. Oh, God. So did you did you prepare anything? Am I putting you on the spot again? Well, in general, you have um, pretty much put me on the spot again. Oh, my goodness. So I'll start then. Um, I. I will say that I've done a lot of dumb shit growing up. Oh, I have. Um, but it kind of amazes me. Not that it's not possible. And I, you're not the only person that I've met that's never tried alcohol. Never like, you know, never. Yeah. I, I don't drink or, or smoke people. I, I don't. It's just not my thing. Or do anything. Now, I'm not saying I was a hardcore drug user or anything, but growing up, I, you know, hash, weed, you know. Oh, you're not like from the eighties. You want to party? No, (sighs) no, none of that. No. Okay. No. Um, I, uh, I've never even done acid. I did mushrooms once. Mm. That that was about it. I had them on a salad sometimes. But, um, when I was growing up in, in Toronto, I guess at the time that I was in high school, hash was really kind of what was more evident than than weed right and i had gotten a job working on weekends for a very specific reason um when my dad remarried 
um, my, my younger brother, Michael, mm. um, uh, his mom, uh, she had had a cottage that was north of Toronto as well. Okay. So we had, you know, my dad's family's cottage, but we had this other cottage and that's mm -hmm. where, you know, the snowmobile story. Okay. Okay. And that, that took place at that cottage. Um, and, uh, we used to go up there on the weekends in the summer and my sister would stay home cause she had a job. I think she was working at like a donut shop or something. Mm -hmm. And I would get back after the weekend and my friends would tell me that there were all these cars parked in our driveway and on the street. So I come to find out that Danielle's been throwing parties at the house mm -hmm. while we're gone over the weekend. And this is, she was really, really smart. Like she, she had a thought process behind all this. And right. I want to say she was like 16 when this stuff was going on. Hmm. Okay. And she already had friends at like three different high schools. So when I first got into grade nine, I, everybody just knew me as Danny's little brother. I mean, that's, that's who I was. So I didn't get picked on as a ninth grader. Um, and so in Canada, the drinking age was 19. Okay. Fake IDs are pretty easy to make. And you know, a 16 year old and a 19 year old to someone that's 30 looks pretty much the same. Right. Right. So, and, and there were some, uh, clubs that were like dance clubs and stuff like RPMs in, in Toronto was, I think you had to be 16 to get in. And so what was happening was all these kids were going out to RPMs and they would, you know, dance. Yeah. And then the after party was at our house and she'd invite everybody back. So I got a job so that I could stay home on the weekends and see what the fuck was going on. And, uh, <clears throat> my sister and I are 13 months apart. Right. Right. So, um, because I was going to be home, she had to include me in it. So my job then was to stay at the house and wait for people to start showing up at, at for the after party. And I was to let people in and, you know, just kind of generally entertain of until course. she got back from the club. Right. And so there was one night in particular that, um, by the time she got home, I was downstairs playing like Atari with like three of her friends and they were getting me high and we were drinking. And, um, this was one of the parties. It was, it was called a hash bash. Okay. And, uh, so everybody would bring a little something and I want to say there was 30 or 40 people in my house that I, I barely knew, mm -hmm. you know, some of them I knew and, uh, partied like most of the night I got really really drunk I went to go to bed and there were people having sex in my bed so um 
I try to go into my dad's room and there were people having sex in his bed. Jesus Christ. So I end up falling asleep in a shoe closet. And I'm talking like when Danielle found me two hours later, I had like a shoe print on the side of my face. Oh, you're sleeping hard. Yeah. And she, you know, why are you sleeping in the, in the closet? And I'm like, well, cause there were people having sex in my bed and she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, well then why didn't you go in dad's bed? Well, cause there's people having sex. She goes, come with me. And you know, Danielle for all the shit that she and I would go through, it was very much a, I can pick on you, but no one else needs to fuck with you or they get right, to feel right, her wrath. Right. And she was rough. Like, I mean, she could throw a right. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's, she's broken noses. She's, she's messed some kids up. She yeah. was a little bit of a bully. Yeah. Um, so we go upstairs and I'm, I'm still kind of, you know, drunk and she kicks my door open and just starts screaming at these two people that are in my bed the fuck out of here what the fuck is wrong with you this is my brother's room you fucking piece of shit <laughs> i mean she just goes nuts right and they come mm-hmm. scrambling out of the bedroom so i end up going to sleep i heard her go down the hall into my dad's room same mm-hmm. same story fucking people running out half naked i wake up the next morning and there's no cigarettes no one has any cigarettes at all. Oh shit. And we're all broke. So people are literally getting change together, right? We're piling up change. And this one guy, Todd Egan, I probably shouldn't have said his name. I don't know. Anyway, um, cats out the back. Apparently he had saved one cigarette. And he had been running around flaunting it to people. And he'd come up and he'd show you the cigarette. And then he'd go, la, 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 la. <laughs> and then he'd run off, right? Mm-hmm. Drunk. And he just kept like showing everybody the cigarette. Well, the next morning, that was the only cigarette in the place. So I had to go ride my bike down to the store and buy a pack of cigarettes with change. And a lot of it pennies. Damn. And cigarettes in Canada are pretty expensive. So... And then I came back with this one pack of cigarettes and everybody just started smoking cigarettes out of this thing. And so I said, you know, Danielle was a little ingenious. She had plans. She knew. So people would kind of help clean up after the party. And most of it was kind of on us. Right. And uh, then she would put these little bowls out with white vinegar in them. And she'd put them all over the house. And then about an hour or two later, she'd pick them all up and she'd wash the bowls out. You could not tell that we were smoking in the house. Mm. Like at all. Mm. It's crazy. It's crazy. She's professional. And I feel kind of bad that you don't have wild drunken experiences like that no i don't need them really I don't, you don't I want don't, to wake up in a ditch somewhere no, I not know how you got there i don't i don't want i don't want to do that i mean no i've i've been pretty much tricked on certain things and and i'm like i don't need to do any kind of smoking and drinking i don't need that i have i have i'm crazy but i have like crazy people around me like you know this one time i used to work at a club mm-hmm uh studio 72 
usually when I get there, I always like, you know, I go in, I walk in, Rob is head of security, which you know who he is. And so this one particular day, I was like, man, I need to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So I'm rushing to get there. Like, yo, I got to go. So this is when I had this uh, Nissan pickup truck. So like a small pickup truck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm coming running in now for the club, that club, I had to dress in a all black suit, like silver tie. And I'm running out like, Hey Rob, watch my truck. I got to use the bathroom. And he goes, are you going to take a shit at you? And I was just like in front of everybody, <laughs> you see me running full speed. So I go use the bathroom. I come out. I see Rob sitting back down and, you know, going through his paperwork and stuff for the night. So where's my truck? Dude, you won't even believe this shit. Some people drove off with it. I said, stop playing. And this look he had was like, like, I'm so sorry. And then I sat there and I had that 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 lonely look, that that like, oh my God, like I just lost all my, my juice money for school. Like I had that look. <laughs> I, I was it's just, a little more serious than that. And I was just looking, I was just like, oh my God. And then I was like, who did it? He was like, he's like, man, it was somebody, man. It was, I think it was, man, some essays or something, man. It just came up, man. It just took it and it was Come gone. On. He's fucking with you, right? For like 30 minutes, I sat there and then he just goes into tears, crying, laughing. He was like, go around back. I'll go around back. The truck just sitting back there. I mean, I wanted to kill his ass. I was like, you motherfucker, you. And he just got tears in his eyes. He was just like, oh, you should have seen your shit. I should have, oh, I should have had a recorded all oh, shit. I'm just sitting there I like, like Rob. Yeah. I like Rob. Yeah. So with that being said, Rob, fuck you. Now, I got that out of the way. That's my dude. That's my that's my that's my one little story right there, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, in general, that's that's my a lightsaber and a Matt Ryan fan. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think we need to check his mental. I think he's kinda of fucked up a little bit. Yeah. He just is a big dude. I know. I know. He gonna fuck me up when he see mm -hmm. this and be like, I'm gonna kill him. You know, just like that episode. Where, I mean, well, in the movie on um, Anchorman, where you know, where where Ron messed up and he says that he cursed and everything like that, and that one guy goes, poop. "No one says this about my city." That's gonna be like Rob right there. Yeah, he's not gonna be the poop no. poop mouth. <laughs> Say poop stuff like that at your mouth, Rob. Just, just all that poop. <laughs> yeah man so that's that's like one of my one like you know but like i said crazy is all around me so i mean crazy people i don't know so but yeah man still a lot going on man in the world man yes still a lot man yeah nothing 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 new it's just still once again it's sad to say history is still repeating itself well you heard about seattle right uh, actually, I might have heard pieces about. I've heard about what happened for ours in out there, uh, uh, Talladega, you know, with the uh, NASCAR and uh, the um, the guy finding a noose. Yeah. What? They, yeah, this happened out there, man. Yeah. Because you know they banned the Confederate flag at NASCAR. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's, so it's, I guess some some rednecks are feeling a little something now. Yeah, I, I, and I, and I, and the thing about it is people are not looking at like yo like. 
history is repeating itself and and no one's stopping to say that hey this has to stop i mean this is just not about like i said it starts in one form but it's 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 it's, it's spinning again and now it's on all all different levels i mean it has to stop i mean it just in in general i mean if we want to move into the new wave of the future mm-hmm. we have to correct everything now and that's on all levels and i mean not only as racism but forms of opportunity education everything has to be restructured because once again we keep going in a circle and eventually you can only go in a circle so long until it crashes and stops completely yeah so um i i know one of the things that really kind of upset a lot of people i i i was disturbed so juneteenth just passed yeah and juneteenth celebrates 1863 mm-hmm. when they had to sail into galveston texas to to physically enforce the emancipation proclamation mm-hmm. right right okay and on that date specifically mm-hmm. trump held a rally Mm-hmm. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yep. And for anybody that isn't aware, and I will tell you, you know, I learned a lot about this in, and I had heard about the Tulsa massacre. I really didn't know that much about it. Um, so, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot more information that's being passed around right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot easier to find information about this kind of stuff um in 1921 uh may 30th or just before then uh young black boy trips in an elevator and is accused of assaulting a a white lady yeah um it was intentionally blown out of proportion and there was a district in Tulsa on the south side of Tulsa that was doing very well. They had doctors, lawyers, all African American mm-hmm. on this, this street, mm-hmm. um, in this, in this district, um, they were prospering. Yeah. And, and this became a really, really easy excuse for them to come through and literally slaughter everybody. And it's the, I guess, the most violent racial attack that's yeah. ever happened in this country. Although there are lots of other stories. Of course, this is, of course, the Black Wall Street bombing, the, the whole the whole thing with that. I mean, there's there's so much that history has done, but people, what he just said, if you don't realize how one small incident is used to go and make something else. Look what's going on right now with the riots Amen. and everything. Mm-hmm. You're destroying a part of a, of a community or a part of a city. This is how gentrification starts. Mm-hmm. Gentrification. This is how it starts. This is how this is how things get redone. And this is how people get pushed out of their communities. This is how people come in and buy and put like businesses and restaurants and places that don't need to be put there. And for a second, you're you're so drawn into the moment of what's happening right now that 
this is already pre-planned and ran across. So you have to pay attention to what's going on with far as in what you see and start thinking further than the right now and think about why is this happening here? Why did this get destroyed here? What what is their main purpose for this? Because there's always a plan on a plant behind what we see. And and I bring this up because regardless of what any of you think about Donald Trump, I don't really care. There are people for him. There are people against him. There are rational people that can understand, you know, the good and bad in any person. There's something very significant mm-hmm. about that date and that location mm-hmm. that you you have to be aware of what you're doing right like i mean that's not coincidental no you're telling me there wasn't anybody in his cabinet anybody that that couldn't stop him and go hey you know maybe maybe we should do it on the 20th maybe we should do it on the 25th why yeah. why the 19th specifically um, on juneteenth you're gonna do that in tulsa one thing about him he 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 always he knows how to push buttons and and that's what he does and, and, and i mean and, and i mean how can how can you look at that and not say that's just deplorable i mean that's like i said i have my own feelings about him you know like, like i said i've looked at him <sighs> far as in him being hey you are a businessman but i just like i said in my eyes i just don't see him to be somebody to run the country I mean, there, there's there's other things that you have to have. I mean, you have to have your far as in their knowledge of economics. You have to have an understanding of the people. And that is not just one particular group of people, just the people in general and embrace everybody's ear and get an understanding and make other people understand that. Hey, OK, we I understand you want this to happen, but you got to understand this. You know, you have to there's a certain way to be in a certain way to present what you want to do. But the thing about it is, if you lack those things, can you really be president? I mean, in, in general, I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm not going to disagree with that statement at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, to me, it's it's so much bigger than just a presidency. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a mentality. It's it's what's wrong. Yeah, you know, like it's. I don't care what you you. I don't know. It's it's so hard to even express what what I'm feeling when I think about all of that. Um, you want to have a rally, have a rally, right? If you're doing something and you know it's going to be incredibly insensitive, and you do it anyway, that sucks. When you plan to do it, knowing that you're going to insult or intentionally. You know what I mean? It says something totally different about who you are as a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's to me, it's the same as internet trolls and, and I'm, I'm not going to say I haven't trolled somebody before. Right. Um, there's a really weird feeling that you get from egging somebody on and getting them really, really upset people do that 
on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and will say anything to intentionally upset somebody. Yeah. I, yeah, I I just don't get it. Like I've even seen in, in video games Mm -hmm. where I would see horribly racist shit. Yeah. Yeah. People, people go there. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking weird, dude. And, and they're the same people face to face that would never fucking that, that do that won't shit. Do shit. They won't do shit. Ever fucking do shit. That, that's why, in the sense of even doing this podcast, and you know, I was told in general, whatever I choose to do, however I choose to do it, understand that everybody's not gonna like you. Yeah, They're exactly. not gonna like what you're gonna say. Some people are gonna agree with you 100. percent Some people are just they're just not gonna like it. Mm-hmm. But regardless, you still do what you do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's how you have to take it. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, there's certain people that are on TV. I cannot stand, but I'm not going to troll them. I don't have the energy to go out there and just no, just don't watch. them. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just don't do that. I'm just not going to yeah. sit there and, and take time out my day to say, hey, blah, blah, blah. Because still, regardless of them, it's going to be like, you still watch me. And, and that's the weirdest thing. Like there's there's this. Like people will actually take their time to watch something or listen to something they intentionally hate just so they can hate on it. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're not winning in this at all. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not. I mean, in general, I mean, but people don't look at it like that. And that's why I say, once again, you kind of got to have a open mind or just open up your mind the way you see things to get a better understanding. You know, just like, uh, for instance, um, we're talking about presidencies and everything like that. Even Abraham Lincoln, when he, when he freed the slaves, like... That really was for it wasn't for his benefit of black people. It yeah, was, I mean he yeah. wanted he wanted yeah. the voters that yeah. were looking for that to happen. But even but, in, but it was more about taxation than it was about yeah. freeing the slaves. But, but, there again, it was all about the money. Now let's now let's look at what's going on, right? Even in that situation, that later caused, in my opinion, his demise. You just freed all the slaves, the people who did the work on all these plantations, you freed them. You basically made all these slave owners have to find a way to make their make basically make their business income work. Basically, you make them get up off their ass and make them make them make them work. So imagine now if that happens and 10 or 12 uh, slave owners come together and say, hey, he just took where I work. What are we going to do about that? We got to kill him. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's why he was assassinated. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't a, a random occurrence in a, in yeah, a movie theater. It wasn't, theater. it was just right there, like, hey. Not like, a movie theater, a, a, a theater. A, a theater, they just sit there, just, there he is, you know, that's what happened. But, you know, it was, there was, there were other issues, and I, I don't know them specifically, but I know there were, like, taxation or, or, um, I, I, I know several of my friends are probably going to chastise me for not knowing any of this, but there were other financial things that were going to cost the South mm-hmm. more money yeah. by doing things, you know, mm-hmm. it, that's why they wanted to secede from the federal government. They right. wanted to be their own. Um, but there again, the labor costs that you now added to the South mm-hmm. that they didn't have before was was going to yeah definitely put a, a huge hurt on a lot of them so yeah. um 
You don't remember everything is about money. Everything. Uh, yeah, everything. It's, it's people, always about people don't understand that. And, and who I think, benefits financially? That's you always have to ask that. And a lot of people don't understand this between personal and business. They will do things to you, and things will happen around you or, or happen to you, and you'll take it as personal. But overall, to them, it's just business. Because you have something or you're in a particular area where they see profitable gain. And, okay, if you won't leave, I'm going to find a way to force you out. Mm-hmm. This happens. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that. It, it happens. Mm-hmm. It's I all mean, the time. Yeah, it's, it's all the time. It's, it's, always, it's always occurring. And then at the same time, mm-hmm. you, then you'll go to your local, um, you, your, the, you'll go down to the, seat, to, the, to the mayor's office or wherever and complain, why is this happening, such and such. But once again, the people who want you out, they've already done their research. They already come to the people they need to come to to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So it's not like something that just they just did and bypassed everybody. No, everything is a money scheme. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, quick shout out again to Q and the hazynut.com. <laughs> shout um, out to Q. You got white people smiling. Get uh, that money. Man. So my wife now is, is in love with the coffee. So um, he's got a bunch of different you know, roasts and, and things. Right. Yeah. So this one particularly was black sheep. Um, mm. uh, but it's, uh, it was really great. It's a nice mild coffee. Um, so, uh, in, in an effort to, um, be selfish and support myself, but also to support a really good friend of mine who is a black owned business. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I went and ordered two more bags uh, another you bag hope, of uh, black sheep, but I also ordered you one hope. called Prairie Dog. Not because, well, okay, so I ordered it for two reasons because I, I am really immature. It's It seems like it's going to be a really good coffee, but mm-hmm. the whole idea of Prairie Dog in it, you know. Yeah, like I understand. When, I understand. You know, you know I mean, the poops, hey. poops kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it just, it just ran on out. So, you know? I understand. The five year old in me was like, oh, I'm Prairie Dog in it. Yeah, I understand. Double click. No, yeah. yeah, it happens. But, Again, I highly suggest you check out thehazynut.com. Um, another shout out to, to Q. The coffee is just amazing. Um, Hazy. Yeah. Uh, whole bean. Uh, he'll grind, but he roasts Beans. it himself. Um, yeah. Excellent, excellent coffee. Mm-hmm. So He's like the black Ronald McDonald now. He just got a handful of beans. <laughs> is that how Ronald McDonald started? Yeah, is with a handful of beans? Think about it. He walks around. Do you believe in magic? Walking around Ronald McDonald. Think about it. <laughs> Passing out burgers and shit, but he don't eat none of that shit. People don't think about that. Ronald McDonald has never ate none of the shit that he sells. No, but you can tell Grimace does. Oh, oh Grimace, that, mother, that motherfucker been eating, goddammit. Grimace, Grimace, I'm telling you. Grimace eats too goddamn much. You think about you think about that. Like just as crazy. Like he never ate none of the shit. Ronald was bullshitting, and another person was bullshitting. Willie Walker in the chocolate factory. Remember the granddad laying in the bed. He was talking about he couldn't get up and all that, that shit. Fucking that lazy gold motherfucker. motherfucker right there. When this when Charlie came in there with that golden ticket, he got his ass right out of bed. If I'm telling you, dancing. if I was his daughter, I would have beat his ass. I'm, I'm beat telling his you, fucking knees in. You okay, could have been working this whole fucking this whole time. Fucking time. I'm telling you, if he ain't do nothing but shell peanuts for a living, motherfucker contribute. Shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, but he goes, I want to see the world. No, motherfucker, you need to go see some work. Yeah. Shit. 
Fuck. I got a golden ticket in my eye. No, you go have a black fucking eye. That's what you go have. That bullshit. Shove these snozberries up your ass. I'm telling you, the snozberries taste like snozberries. No, the snozberries taste like blood, motherfucker. Come on and beat your ass. This whole time you want to sit around. Feet and head, head and feet in the fucking bed. Everybody in there sleeping and shit. Grandpa Joe and and Mama Dude, whatever fucking name is. They all sitting in the fucking bed. And he's sitting up there, and all of a sudden he gets up, ashy feet and all. Where's my slippers? They've been in the last 30 fucking years. Reach under there, you lazy motherfucker. Why would he even need slippers? He hadn't been out of bed in 30 I, years. And he got up and shit, and he just got up and started doing a little knee dance. I want to see the world kicking his feet up and shit. I know. I, it's just, I don't understand that. Fucking despicable. It's so many movies where I sat there and I question certain things. I do. <laughs> I really fucking do. You know, like I, I just I, I I don't know. It's just certain things that's in me. Like we just gonna have to we gonna have to do one day just one day of movies and just question shit. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, you yeah. know? But that was one of the biggest ones that me that just stood out. Like just you know, and then at the same time, you know, chitty chitty bang bang. <sighs> you get into some Disney classics now, man. They, they, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I like bang, I like bang. them all, but you just bang, bang. yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, oh, cute, pretty cheeky bang bang. We love you, and our pretty cheeky bang bang loves us too. That car don't fucking love you. Let it run out of gas. That bitch will be mad as fuck at that bitch, won't you? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> bang bang, chitty chitty bang 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 bang. My ass, motherfucker, goddammit. I don't give a damn that shit. That's how I feel about that shit. <laughs> I'm telling you that's what I'm telling you if the people are thinking about it kids really grew up on some bullshit or if they grew up on some bullshit or grew up on some shit that was really not meant for them you know I will tell you I've seen Disney for kids like the kids shows and stuff that they, they air now um, fucking horrible. Yeah. The cartoons that they show now, fucking horrible. But then I think back to when I was growing up and I'm like, oh, well, we had Transformers. You watch that shit. I was fucking horrible. G.I. Joe. <laughs> like, you, you don't remember how bad the animation was. Yeah, you don't yeah, remember yeah. any of that stuff because when you're a kid, you don't notice any of that shit. The animation wasn't that great, but the story, the action in that moment was good. I mean, yeah, think about it. But Some of it was pretty Saturday weird. cartoons was the shit, but eventually, like I said, I, I forgot the, uh, it was like an association to say, hey, kids are just watching TV. They're not learning anything. That's when those animal shows came on because they put in to say, hey, you guys yeah. got to get some kind animal of form of Planet. education. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can't it, just fill yeah. their heads with a bunch of slapstick yeah, it, cartoons. You know, yeah, and now it's like, look at this wallaby over here look at it you know look at the tentacles look at this animal over here look at the lion you know i mean my thing is they were trying to make it interesting but it was just more funny just to hear the announcers just talking about it you know mm-hmm. you know i'm the one that state the obvious look at this lion he just turned his ass to the screen he just told everybody kiss his ass let him run free you know the best was steve Irwin though uh, crikey. crikey. I'll stick my thumb in his butt. Ow. Crikey. Look at him there. Look at the oh, size. He's really of, pissed off now. Look at the size of his dick. <laughs> he's going to go mate right now. Oh, he's looking at me in the camera like, turn away. Don't judge me. You know, like in general. But 
I get it though. I mean, but but they, but the Saturday night Saturday cartoons they were good. They were good. It's just certain shows, certain cartoons, certain things. Hey, weren't meant for children. Like in general, the text every cartoons, the old Looney Tune cartoons. There was some, that's, yeah, those yeah. and those are good because they weren't made for kids. Yeah, the, yeah, that's what the humor. You know, was. kids could enjoy humor in them, yeah. but there was so much of that stuff that was really adult. So much of it was. But there again, when you think of stuff like Ren and Stimpy. And, oh and other stuff like that. Again, not made for kids. Yeah. You know, when when you look at animated stuff specifically, um, any of the stuff that's made for adults mm-hmm. is generally a whole lot better. That's one of the reasons why I like Disney movies, animated movies. Right. Is they are made for kids, but they gear a lot of stuff for adults, knowing that adults are oh, going to yeah. be doing these as well. And I think that's why you get so much not only nostalgia from adults, but in mm-hmm. the new movies that come out, you get a lot of adults that get really excited about it. Of course. Of course. Like, a lot of people don't understand. When they came out with, even just in general, far as in Marvel, Marvel was really not even for kids. You had to understand where it come from. Like, the, the, the just being, you know, you had more older people, more adults going to go see it. It's just the whole series of it because that's what they grew up on, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the comics, the sitting up there, and the whole idea of keeping a certain way. Um, the freaking, um, even Batman in general. I mean, even just when they hit the Dark Knight series, when they hit it perfect to a T. I mean, it was great because the fact of it stuck to the comic books, but at the same time, if you really watched it. There's parts in there that kind of fit with society today. Just even the conversation that Joker had with Batman was like, hmm. Well, I mean, I think that was always the um, the added bonus to any comic books was yeah. the correlations to society mm-hmm. and, and good versus evil and, and all yeah. those kind of things, morality. Um, you know, we were kind of fortunate that we grew up still separated in age but we both grew up in the golden age of comics the, yeah. that that huge boom of comics that that kind of really hit i think in either the late 70s or you know early 80s mm-hmm. and went up through into the 90s yeah you know where comic books were just like huge huge and yeah. and you started to get some of those those superhero movies kept getting better and better mm-hmm. right like I remember the first really good one that I remember seeing when I was a kid was the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Yeah. And and for the time, they were really well done, I think. Um, you know, you kind of had enough of the action and the drama, but, yeah. you know, some of the humor that's in the comics and, and things like that. Um, and, and then, you know, you got the... 89 Batman series. Oh, man. That's Tim Burton Batman. Oh, um, God. You know, you start out with a really well done first one and then they just kind of kept getting campier and campier as yeah. you as you went on. Yeah. Um, but that kind of happened with those original Christopher Reeve Superman movies yeah, as well. The, right. It's like the first it's like it's always like the first two to hit. Like, you know, that first Batman. I mean, at the same time, you had the you had the perfect cast. Right. Then you had the perfect soundtrack because that was done by my man, Prince. Um, I mean, and then in, in general, then the second one, which again was by Tim Burton. 
I mean, you had Michelle Pfeiffer, and then you had... Um, well, and, and really, I'm going to say this. It was mm-hmm. Prince, but it was also Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Danny Elfman... Yeah, he did the score, the score as far as in He's done action. a ton of stuff, like yeah. The Simpsons, and, yeah. and, and just yeah. about anything Tim Burton ever does has, yeah. you know, has, has, has him doing it. the score. Right, but yeah, mm-hmm. so that was that was fantastic. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. But, uh, but, the, sound, but the soundtrack... That's all mm-hmm. we gotta say. <laughs> but uh, um, it was a but good soundtrack. It was too. a great soundtrack. Um, even like I said, the song in that part, man, fits the Joker to the T. Um, the second one where you had Danny DeVito who played, you know, who played the, the penguin. penguin. Yeah. And even that, like, I'm still looking at the day. Michelle like, Pfeiffer is the Catwoman. Yeah. Who, who? I mean, even though the villains now in certain movies, like Heath Ledger, of course, but Danny DeVito as a penguin, he was tough. He no, I tough. thought I thought Danny DeVito was really good, but you know Danny DeVito is incredible. Yeah, I mean, just as an actor, director, yeah. you know, he does everything, and and really, really super brilliant dude. Yeah. Um, but it it, it wasn't his fault. It you know that mm-hmm. the the writing in that wasn't as solid. Yeah. It wasn't as good a movie. It was still good. I mean, it, it, it was. I, it was I, well, I give it to him at the end because at the end, like the, that that whole speech he had to the pings before he sent them out. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Why be biased? Like, let's just take them all out. Like, screw right. it." Like, I was like, "Okay, that's kind of some gangster shit to say." Like, you know, like I'm not gonna punish one. I'm punish everybody. Everybody's got to get it. So, what was the first superhero movie series that continued fairly strong? Was it X Men? Were they the first ones to really get the series as far as, you know, movie wise, not losing a ton in the in the next movies? Because, I mean, I I don't always expect it. It's extremely rare to have a second movie that's better than the first. Uh, I'll say I'll say X-Men because they did keep going. But once you've seen where certain things changed and. How they were, you know, other people, you know, started getting involved with it. That's where it kind of goes the shit. But I'd say the farce to be dominantly strong and and successful with it. Like I have to say once again, the Dark Knight series. Well, but th- that's a that's that was a three- afterwards th- though, yeah, right? Yeah, that was afterwards. So, but so up to that point, you had the Superman series, which. You know, it, yeah, they it got bad. It, it got bad. You had the Batman '89 Tim Burton series, and then it went to and shit. They, they went to shit. Mm-hmm. You had the first Spider-Man series, yeah. which started out pretty strong, but kind of went to shit. And so they they ended up rebooting it several times, right? I've so heard, yeah, the Hulk. You you couldn't even get a second movie that was attached to the first because don't get me started <laughs> you know universal can't figure out how to get their thumb out of their ass sometimes yeah my thing is stop trying to hog all the money share it it is what it is you're gonna make your money i'm i'm looking at it like you know i understand sony and universal's position of keeping mm-hmm. that copyright because you you bought it and you lucked out that was a huge fucking deal well, i mean you caught marvel at a really bad time yeah. When they really didn't have their shit together. Right. And you got something, right? But you see that Marvel has their shit together and they can do unbelievably great things on a grand fucking scale. Mm-hmm. They've set up their own studio now. Why would you not want to work with them exclusively on those titles? Exactly. Because make your gonna, money from it. Because you've shown by yourself you can't. Yeah. Uh, you're going to make your money off the thing about it. You, you do your merchandising right you're gonna get it you know mm-hmm. and then at the same time 
to solidify um, the first Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. if all they have to do with the new Spider-Man, just thinking in general, if they were to somehow cross it up and make it a multiverse and put Tobey Maguire... Wasn't that the way this is supposed to go? It, it's supposed to go that way. I don't know if they're going now, to do it. I've, I've heard rumors, though, that they're going to try to incorporate you, all of those into the multiverses. If you put Tobey Maguire in there, you have solidified the whole Marvel, the whole Marvel story. Yeah, because like, I thought he was a good Peter Parker yeah, and, and Spider-Man. It's just the fact of... Tom Holland's still my favorite to this point. Oh, yeah. It's just Tom Holland Tom Holland has that... that he has that that quirkiness that Tobey couldn't, couldn't bring... You know, and Toby was great in his moment. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact of Spider-Man three, the writing, go home. So, you had the X-Men series. I think was the first series that stayed strong and didn't mm-hmm. have either the fall into ridiculousness, yeah. or just the low low quality, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> and then you had the Dark Knight series, mm-hmm. which I think was one of those. The first one was incredible. Um, the second one was even better, mm-hmm. and then the third one was third one. I still, I still say it was up there. It was, it was good. It was a good movie. Because the reason why I say it was still good it's, because it's, he still carried out what, 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 what happened in the last one. Because mm-hmm. when he found out and read that letter that Commissioner Gordon had wrote, and Bane was like, "Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like he didn't? You know, he's like, no, nah, I'm gonna put this out there to the people." I'm going to let them know they've been walking around this whole time living under a lie. Right. Society. So anyway, <laughs> I just hit a key point. Like, yep. But in, in general, I mean, that's what made that movie great. It was like, okay, even though I'm a villain, even though I have a purpose and a plan, but still understand what you think you're doing and how you're living is still, it's still not justified. Right. Look at look at look at. I've I got paperwork. I got proof to show that hey, you're living under a lie. Mm-hmm. You're you're tied into believing in something that is not really true. Right. So that's just on a scale of a movie. Now let's think about our history of what we've been told, rather than researched. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just something to think about. Yep. See, I told you guys, I can be serious. I read sometimes. No. <laughs> um, so just in, in that kind of vein of sequels, you, you mm. then had, and I kind of look at this two different ways. The, mm. the Iron Man, John Favreau knocked out of the park. My dude. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, a gigantic fan of John Favreau. He's done his thing. Man. Yeah, um, he's still gutter to me. Gutter is a tool. I had to put that out there. It's awesome. DCU, dude. What yeah. Do? Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Can you blow me where the Pampers is? <laughs> is what? I, Can you blow me where the Pampers is? I exhale. What? <clears throat> Can you show me where the campus is? You have to lay uh-huh. off the pipe. George Clinton is before. <laughs> yeah, he was great in that movie, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, man. He's a fool, too, out. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Great movie. Um, that was Jeremy Piven, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Jeremy, yeah, he's he's great too. He's great. I, yeah. I loved him in um, Entourage. Did you see him in Judgment Night? I have to watch. I have to go back Dennis and watch Dennis Leary. Shout out to Dennis Leary. I, I hope 
you know, they yeah. don't pull episode five because I, I used Dennis Leary's song at the end of I it. I did see him and Christian Slater and Barry Bat, uh, Bat, Bat, uh, Very Bad Things. Okay. Yeah, that was a good movie, too. That was that was a really good movie. That yeah. was the Dead Hooker in the yeah. Vegas hotel room. Th- that oh, had me. Dude, and Jerry Me Piven was the one. He yeah. was just drilling her in the bathroom. I'm telling you, it just killed me. That was such me. a freaky scene, too, because I wasn't expecting it. And then I was like, ooh, That's shit. That's what I liked about that movie, because it looked like, okay, this one had fun, and all of a sudden, it goes sideways. And then it was like, oh, shit, this guy's serious. But then, then you see the humor come back again, mm-hmm. especially when he's crying over the casket and everything. Like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, yeah. He but started then, freaking that out. Was, I was like, dude, he just hit a high note. He just, ah, ah, ah. I was like, I just started in tears. But then, but you got, but you got Christian Slater in there, mm-hmm. which is my dude. Right. Heather's always will be. Um, He's just sitting in there. Pump up the volume. Oh, man. Pirate radio. Oh, God. Anyway. He just went there. Yep. That's an old one there. Yeah. But, you know, Christian said he always has that where he does Greetings that. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> he always gives that speech. And every time he gives a speech, he always fixes his hair and he goes back. Yep. And it's like, okay, you know what? I thought of this. If they ever do another Joker movie, which they did, which with uh, what's his name, Christian Slater, Christian Slater could do it. I believe he could pull it off. I had never thought of that. I believe yeah. he could pull it off because yeah. he could use that that same the attitude that he has. He could pull it off. I don't know, honestly. I, I would I would really like the um, the redheaded kid that just did the Star Wars video game. I wish I remembered his name. Shameless. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's on Shameless. I know you're talking he's about. He's been on so many different things, and that kid is amazing. But he did he did Jerome Velasquez in uh, the Batman Gotham Gotham on Fox I've seen, I, I, I've seen him I've seen him do a couple of things he is good he is, he is mm-hmm. overall he's a good actor but if you want to if you want to shock it you let Christian Slater do it and this I'd never thought of that though you would let Christian Slater go up against an older version of Batman which would be like I said and honestly, I had no problem with Ben Affleck playing Batman. He did he did his thing. Honestly, I thought he was a really good Bruce he, Wayne. He did. He he gave me the animated series like, okay. I think he really fits the Frank Miller. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. cuz he bulked himself up. Yeah, he put it up. I really feel like um it was one of the things about that new mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um I really felt like he was he was really good in that. I think the the problems I had with that was more the flow of the movie, the yeah. pacing and and the way yeah. that they kind of structured, you know, when things were happening and and all that kind of stuff. As far as the um, the performances, I I really liked everybody that they picked for for their roles. Mm-hmm. Um, Lex Luthor maybe not quite no, as yeah, much. They they they, they, they kind of rush. I I felt like. When it comes to him, but Ben did really good. I I really felt like he he fit the Frank Miller Batman and the Frank Miller uh, Bruce Wayne pretty well. Ben is awesome as Batman. You leave, um, and I don't know what they're gonna do after this. Henry Cavill, he 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 he, he was your best Superman since since um, uh, Reeves. And as much as I loved Christopher Reeves, I don't know. I think he he, he, he was came still through. he came yeah, through. He, he was he great. Put, he put the size I on. Really dug it. And he and he he, he had the building. He, he kind of had that that temper that Superman had. He had that kind of aloof mm-hmm. attitude that that Superman had. Yeah. While still kind of having that kind of dorky uneasiness, being Clark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he knew how to do the two. And and I always felt like as that character, and, and Superman's one of those characters that, you know, um, 
there are people that love Superman and then there are people that are like, oh, he's too powerful or he's just blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of depth and there's a lot of um, humanity in this alien that's trying to fit in. And, you know, there's a kind of a duality that can happen with Mm -hmm. people. I've known, and I know police officers are kind of a touchy subject, but I've known, like I spoke with this one police officer years ago Mm -hmm. and, and he told me that if he's in his uniform, he approaches things differently than when he's not. So if he's driving with his son and they're on the freeway and he's just in his golf shirt and jeans or whatever, and they pass an accident scene, he can't look at it or he'll immediately burst into tears immediately. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen when he's on the job and he's in the uniform and the uniform is almost like a, like a trigger. It's, it's, it's a, a mental attitude that once he puts that on, he has to view things differently because if he just falls apart at every wreck, he Mm -hmm. can't do his job. But because he has to put that on and sublimate all of those feelings, Mm -hmm. When he's out of the uniform, it hits him like 10 times harder. Yeah. Right. So being Superman, having, you know, all of that strength mm-hmm. and and being the man of steel and all of those powers, you're you're going to have some confidence. Right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. OK. Yeah. But when he's not in that uniform, when he's in a shirt and tie and he's trying to fit in with Mm -hmm. society, the nervousness, the anxiety, it's not necessarily an act. It's just kind of, yeah, because people don't understand Superman is, 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 is who he really is. And him being Clark Kent is, is, is just somebody who's, yeah, it's a cover, but you still don't know how to, to fit in, with a group of people that have lived a certain way and you're just pretty much tapping into that. And in some ways, and and I've seen this in some story arcs is that's kind of who he wanted to be mm-hmm. was somebody that could fit in and yeah. somebody that was normal. And, and, and so that's why it was so challenging for him. Yeah. I mean, this is another reason why I dig the whole comics. I dig all of it. Like I said, even the new, even the new Joker, um, there's a part in there where he's actually sitting down and he's talking, he's on his TV, you know, he's on his TV show in there. And he was saying like, Hey, I didn't just become this. This is what society made me to be. Mm -hmm. And it gives you a different viewpoint of like, Hey, then when you see people, it's like, now you get a better understanding of why this person is this way. Because certain people, there are people that just completely batshit crazy. Right. But, there's always something somewhere that triggered it, that, oh, yeah. that, that final pushover, that, that this is it, you know? You know, um, Michael Douglas falling down. We're all just one bad day away from snapping, right? Yeah. You know, it's when anyone mm-hmm. is pushed to a certain extent, yeah. they're going to react. Yeah, that's so that's, somebody that wouldn't generally kill somebody and they would say, look, I'm, I'm totally against violence. Is there a situation that they can be put into 
where they would kill somebody. Exactly. I mean, people don't understand. It's 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 all about energy, you know, and and, and that's all we do. We give energy all day long, mm-hmm. whether it be just to eat, function, but we give energy to each other. And so if you give somebody a different form of energy that they've never had, you're pushing them to 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 match that energy. But then at the same time, you got to be careful how you push that energy because now you're taking them to somewhere they 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 never been. Absolutely. So now that's why it's so careful that we 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 kind of just kind of hey come with everybody where at in a respectful form of manner you know and then at the same time if you don't feel respected acknowledge like hey this is this blah 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 you know because sometimes people don't know i can say like hey how you doing somebody else and then all of a sudden and especially especially you know i go to somebody else i know i walk around and just go how you doing? How you doing? And next, you know, I'm just like, I'm like, I just say, how you doing? You know, hi. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like they trail just hi. You know, uh, that's another word for I'm hunting. You know what I'm saying? But in general, but that's what it could be, you know, for certain people. Then that's why at the same time, you know, you know, I, I can't go around some people and just be like, hi guys, how you doing? Hi guys. Well, he done got soft and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm just saying hi, you know? This is something that we have to look at on an everyday basis, and that's just dealing with people and, and, and how they are. Because at the same time, we all come from different walks of life, but we all were taught different morals. Yeah, that's true. So, it's life, man. That is life. Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm staring at this cupcake, <laughs> and, I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm hoping it didn't come out earlier, but earlier my stomach was making noises, and I'm like, oh, man, if this picks up in the microphone. Mm-hmm. I heard a little... <laughs> Oh, no, no, I didn't fart. If I did, I would have pointed that out. No, like my stomach was doing this. And I was like, "Mm, Jesus Christ. So um, before we get out of here, I wanted to to ask if you regret at all the the Mike Tyson stuff. Um, No. Obviously hasn't gotten a hold of you yet. No, no, I I, I, I don't regret it because at the end of the day, because my top my top two boxers are Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. Um, and like I said, I was a fan of Mike Tyson beforehand, and I still will be. And I think Mike would respect that because yeah. Mike Mike is a fan of boxers. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I just like the fact that with him, like the way he sees boxing and the way that he fights his fight style. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. There has to be something different about somebody when you're that big, and you know what I'm saying, and you 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 gotta talk. Just, just, yeah, I, I just like to fight. This is what I do. Like you know, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's this big built dude, and all of a sudden, die, and it's like, oh, dude, okay, it's something that's off about us all a little bit. You know, well, and, it just and, happens to be their voices. But you know, I think Mike Tyson is a great example of you. You can't just put all your eggs in one basket. No, I no. think I think. Iron Mike could have won a lot of those fights with just sheer brutality. Yeah, yeah. If he had just gone in swinging, yeah, I think he had a powerful enough punch. Mm-hmm. He had an incredible physique. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but to win the way that he won so many of those fights, yeah, wasn't because of the power of his punch. Mm-hmm. It was when, yeah, and it was because he had studied. So many boxers and he would watch film after film after film and he would break down and he would look at who his opponent was and he put the prep work in. So, you know, when 
Mike Vick used to say mm-hmm. when he got to Philadelphia and he said, yeah, I, I didn't study enough. I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't put the work in and that's, that's why you're talking about somebody who did so much just with raw talent. Could you imagine what he could have accomplished if he had done his homework, yeah. if he had put the study in? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Mike Tyson is a great example of you get that when you have the physical ability, you've got that gift, you nurture that by putting the work in physically, but then you also study the game and you look yeah. at it and you really respect and understand. And that's why when it came down to it, he knew when to deliver that punch and have it have the impact. And you're in the middle of the first round going, the fi- it, it's over? Yeah, holy shit! Trust me, like it is. It's one thing about it. You better not. One thing about it back in the day, you better not go pee. You better not blink your eye. Because if you do, you gonna be mad. You missed the whole fucking fight. fight. It's over. Tyson is out of gadget gadgets, and he's sitting up there. And the funniest thing is, you know, and he has compassion for certain fighters. Like they be laid out bleeding or damn near dying. He helped pick him up. Yeah, yeah, you did great tonight. You did real great. You was you was great tonight. I just, I just, I appreciate that. Just thank you, and I love you. And I'm like, dude. You you telling this man here, all right? He don't even know if he fucking alive or not. Like, <laughs> you done laid his ass out, you know. But in general, they always, you know, the, the guy the words, "How do you feel?" Like, you know, I just I just came out the bat, I just I just, I just prepped up for the fight. And honestly, boxing has not been the same. Not only without, without Mike Tyson. But without my boy Mills Lane to sit there and do the whole fight, let's get it on. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's 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 a battle now. Him not seeing that white shiny ball head running around the screen with Mike, because like he's in there, like he's in there, just like you know making sure the fight's going right. But at the same time, he's like, shit, the Mike's over there. Let me step over this way. Mm-hmm. You know, he looking out for Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He would never run up on Mike and check his face and all that. Be like, you're right, Mike. Okay, the other guy coming up, me see your face mm-hmm. and check his eyes slip. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't go yeah, he there wouldn't with Mike. Fuck with Mike no. might be sitting there looking like a like a like a Pitbull just mad, you know. Well, yeah, that that hypnosis. The hypnosis beyond him. He was yeah, it was go time. You know, and then the whole time destroy. While I'm watching the fight, and I see Don King in the corner, <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, "Somebody, get him a comb." That's all I was thinking the whole time. Every time I seen Don King on TV, only in America. No, it's not only in America. Comb your fucking hair. Shit, you on TV. That's the shit I was just thinking the whole time. He would have him like them glasses glasses on like you know some of them passes the pass of glasses and the shit just be kicked up and it just looked like 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 grass that hasn't been cut yeah because it would all be like just <laughs> yeah, just just all over the over the screen ever i believe one time when he was sitting there talking with mike and the hair was in mike face like, just, just get that shit out of my way because get a comb you know just in general that's that's what he was thinking you know <laughs> but, I'll tell you, but honestly if it's it's if this ever reaches Mike, like Mike, I, I, I was just, I was just bullshitting, you know. I was just, I was just bullshitting, cause you know, um, it was a comedian that that um, Michael Blackson had said something about his daughter. And he was like, oh, I'm going to fucking find that guy. Well, that's different. Don't yeah. talk about his daughter. Yeah, don't talk about his daughter. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. You, know you just saying? talked about his daughter. Yeah, you know. Now but, you're in trouble. Yeah, she, I ain't say shit about his daughter. You could, you could rewind this, pause it, slow it down. I ain't say shit about his daughter. I said Michael Blackson, his black ass. Well, before we started recording, though, you had said a whole bunch of shit about his daughter. He was a fucking daughter. lie. <laughs> he was a fucking lie. Like, okay, I know if Michael Blackson is, no motherfucker. No motherfucker. No. You know, <laughs> I'm motherfucker. You know, he'd be talking shit like, no, they, I, you know, I don't. I'm not gonna do that. I would never talk about that man's daughter, regardless. But I do think that Mike Tyson, and honestly, is in there. He's in my top two, and 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 it pretty much is is Muhammad Tyson, um, Foreman, 
and my man um and my man um uh um sugar ray leonard mm-hmm. you know some, i mean some damn I mean, good fighters sugar sugar ray leonard he always he was quick he was quick but he had power just for his size no uh no rocky marciano no uh, rocky marciano oh that's they one that's they one right there rocky marciano rocky marciano they always pull it out their ass rocky marciano you know and just and you pulled it right at your ass too just 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 damn it you proved it the white shit damn it carl fuck <laughs> yeah but i did that to make you laugh not because <laughs> I give a shit about right there, Rocky Marciano. He didn't even with his ass. You know what I knew? I knew it. You just had to pull out his ass. Oh, that's it. That's all we got, man. I'm done. All right. Well. Oh yeah. Please, um, don't forget, like, comment, subscribe. Once again, we appreciate y'all. Yeah. Yeah, and share this shit. Peace, everybody. Peace. I'm eat that fucking cupcake. I know you are. <laughs> it is over. The done. Dorito. <laughs> <laughs>